Welcome to B Movies and Ebooks. I'm Craig Wade. And I'm Brian Allen Delaney. And today we are joined by our good friend Troy Souza. How's it going, bud? Uh, it's going great. Thanks. <laughs> well, Thanks for me on again. Thanks for bringing me on again. Appreciate it. <laughs> This is episode 147, and we're covering uh, Jailbroke by Brian Asman, and the brand new, uh, yeah, I don't know who directed it, but brand new. Steven Kostansky. Yeah, the guy that uh, helped, did The Void. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, his new uh, flick, uh, Psycho Goreman. But before we get into that, what's new with uh, any of y'all? <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's, uh, not not too much for me um you know just same old same old yeah since the last stuff. since the last episode I, I believe we were all pretty impacted by that winter storm yuri to varying yeah. degrees yeah was a, to varying degrees ah is that a, is that a, was that a temperature pun yeah i guess sure <laughs> sure you know, there were there were houses like down the road from me, like where my sister lives. Didn't lose power once. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, we went three days. I was burning lumber in the fireplace. My old apartment was uh the whole week didn't have power. I don't think they got power till Friday or Saturday. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's nuts. How about you, Troy? How'd you fare? Um, well, me and the missus, we took a lover's retreat on, uh, Valentine's Day up to Katy, uh, to a spot that we like to go to. And, uh, it got hit probably one of the hardest with like snow, if you would count a few inches on the ground. And then, yeah, we moved into a motel because our, all of our power and water was off. And then the hotel ended up also losing power. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> we were out for about a week. Friday, that's when we yeah, that's nuts. everything was back to normal. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it was a it was a bizarre bizarre time. Uh, you know, for us Texans who are not used to uh, <laughs> you know freezing to death. <laughs> so, <laughs> there, there's still some places uh, around town that still don't have water. Yeah, that's nuts. Like like all of Fifth Ward doesn't have water right now, dude. I so during that boil water alert, uh, I don't know if it was pre boiling the water or what, like having it boiled and then cool down and then using it for coffee. But that was like the best coffee I've ever had in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, is that is the secret ingredient those uh, you know. That killer bacteria they're talking yeah. about. <laughs> Dead microbes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It does sound smooth. Yeah. Yeah. It was a uh, it was one of the better uh coffees I've had. Um <laughs> but yeah. Well I'm glad the storm impacted us all so harshly. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was, you know, burning burning lumber in the fireplace yet having the smoothest coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just what are you drinking? Who me? Yeah, a diet coke. Wait, no, no, I mean your coffee, sir. Your coffee. Oh, my coffee. The- um, let's think. I think. Oh, I think uh-huh. I was drinking Dunkin', just Dunkin' coffee, like the bag coffee, not going down to Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, <laughs> but 
Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I, but I my daily drink is just Maxwell House, like just regular. Like, yeah, hey, everybody's gonna judge coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, what do you? What's your coffee drink? Green Mountain. Uh, right now it's Green Mountain. Uh, like dark magic isn't it? Is the style, dude? I had some of the best coffee in my life, even better than that pre-boiled stuff I was telling you about. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yesterday. Uh, there's a place in Seabrook called uh, Damn Fine Coffee and Pies and Fried Pies. I think. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! It was the best coffee ever, and and they're like they're you know they're a coffee roaster. Uh, but we tried two different blends and it was fantastic. Like it was like slap your mama good or? Mm, oh, well, the blonde was one of the best ever, and then their their dark was good, but it was one of those where it tastes pretty damn dark. Like wasn't burnt tasting or anything, but it was a lot darker than I figured. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, the blonde uh, uh, they had one just called Damn Good Coffee Blonde, and that one was fantastic. Right now, if you like blonde roast or not, I don't know. But I mean, I married a blonde, but <laughs> I like the dark roast as well. And if I had to slap my mama for coffee, I think Seabrook would be the area where I'd like to do that. Um, speaking of which, have you ever been to the Waffle Company? Yes, this is right by there. Yes, yes, yes. Very, very good waffles there. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, uh, this is awesome content for our horror podcast. <laughs> I mean, hey, no, I, I I'm all in, but uh, but yeah, no, dude, you should try that. Do you like the waffle company there? Like uh, Troy? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. yeah. Have you uh, have you done their mac and cheese waffles? Uh, no, but I have had like a gorgonzola cheese and bacon one. Um, they have a lot of running like. This one is going for a week, and this one's going for a week. So they always kind of switch it up. So no, I haven't had the mac and cheese yet. Well, I, well, I'm all right. So I'm gonna say out of all the waffles that we had, uh, <laughs> and we didn't go there and order like ten waffles or anything. But that one, like all the other ones, were like you know, like had some sort of like flair to it. But then that one was just like craft mac and cheese poured on a waffle. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, okay. I mean, but uh, the their chicken and waffles are fantastic. But yeah, this place is like right behind there. I highly recommend it. Uh, but, but yeah, uh, news. <laughs> um, anyone got any news? <laughs> I have a couple of little things. Uh-huh. Nothing, you know, like r- rumor mill sort of things. Um, well, no, well, this isn't a rumor mill. Uh, District 10 is finally actually happening. Um, they, they have a screenplay going right now, mm-hmm. uh, written by the uh, original writer. And, um, I, I can never say that guy's name. Shartlow. Is that how you say it? <laughs> Shartlow? Shartito? Shartlow, the Shartlow Copley? The guy who, who actually, the actor? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Shelter? Is yeah. it Shelter? I don't know. I, <laughs> he, I just was laughing at Shelter. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's like the dude's name. <laughs> um, he's co-writing it, too. But it's, like, finally going to come out after, what, like, and 11 years of talking about it? 
So uh, hopefully it's better than the follow-up Elysium, which I didn't care for that. I did not hate that movie. Wait, I also I, did not hate Happy. I like Happy. No, okay. Happy was kind of yeah. That was kind of I like that one. It's kind of a fun, different type of. It was basically it, it was it was basically a short circuit. Yeah, but featuring Aunt Daiwa. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, it's like I know they got a lot of crap for like their acting in that movie, especially Ninja. But like, if you just think of him as being Ninja, it was great. <laughs> yeah. I love. I, I love his uh, his like uh, stories and interviews and stuff where he's like went to Kanye West's house. Oh my god! Yeah, that was so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, in fact, I actually like Chappie the best out of. Well, I never saw Elysium, but I like it better out of that in District Nine. District Nine had cool, like super cool visuals, though. Yeah, but like at that time, especially when was that? Twelve years ago, uh, two thousand nine. Yeah, at that time, it was like mind blowing visuals. Uh, I'm yeah. Sure. I mean, especially for I mean, what a, a, a relatively low budget it had. You know, um, but I mean, it was like what a workshop and stuff. The same people did Lord of the Rings and stuff. So, yeah. Um, I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was a. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say what uh, District Nine. A uh, uh, thing that stood out for me wasn't really the visuals; it was the screenplay and the acting. Was, you know, above way above average for usually you get for a sci-fi film and. I think that's why, you know, because visuals will, you know, they come and go. But if you have a great screenplay, alien. But I mean, with with this one in particular, I think it really actually did make a difference because, like, you're you're, you know, it helps with the immersion because if you're supposed to like believe that these crustacean people are actually like being, you know. Um, uh, persecuted and stuff like that, then it helps that they don't look like you know sci-fi TV movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, or just typical like how the Greys are normally represented in. Yeah, you know, like just giant ass heads and <laughs> you know, uh, like upside down light bulbs. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, no, uh, I I agree. Like, yeah, that was the. I mean, I could care less, honestly, about visuals most of the time. I'm not. I'm like the opposite of the of a big uh, big budget guy. I don't really like blockbuster type films a whole lot. I mean, they're fine for what they are. It's just I'm I'm not like their core audience or anything. So normally, I don't really care about visuals. But I do think that, like Brian was saying, like you know, seeing them really kind of helped the audience empathize. You know. Yeah. with them and their plight uh, in that film. But, you know, I only watched that movie once. And not that I've watched Chappie a million times, but I, I've probably seen it three or four times. Because for a while, it was just on all the time when I had HBO. And so, <laughs> like, I would turn it on and be like, oh, Chappie again. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> like Shawshank on TNT. Yeah. Mm. No complaints. Well, you know, I've only seen Terror Tunes one time, but that's all I needed to know that it was a master. <laughs> Terror Tunes? 
yeah. Uh, did I just drop Terry Tins in here? Oof. Yeah. I, you know, I've only watched that once as well. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's, it, it's a film. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> haven't covered it already. Uh, all right. <laughs> You know, I, I think we could cover it, but I don't really ever want to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, it's a gauntlet. It's one of those you'll never forget. Yeah, easily. <clears throat> Did you see uh, that Romero movie uh, that is coming to Shutter? It's a long lost Romero movie called The Amusement Park coming to Shutter. Yeah, I heard about it, but I I don't know like the story behind it or anything. I don't know anything about it except for it explores it sounds like you know an old like an old dude okay hold on it says romero called it perhaps or the release calls it perhaps romero's wildest and most imaginative movie an allegory whoa, about whoa, the whoa, whoa. <laughs> wilder than bikers hitting zombies with pies <laughs> an allegory about the nightmarish realities of growing older but anyway, uh, yeah. So when did he do it? Seventy three. Like, is it like an, okay, seventy three, like nineteen seventy three, and it's like only fifty three minutes long, and they buried it. But uh, it's coming to Shutter. Yeah. That's good. I mean, it's just under like feature length, so that's maybe why they didn't put it out there. Yeah, yeah. or maybe it's just total ass. <laughs> you know, like just like a terrible movie that you know maybe he wanted it buried. There's yeah. a lot of very, very interesting and odd, strange movies that have never been released. If you look at the big list of lost movies in Hollywood, yeah, the one that blew my mind was Poughkeepsie Tapes. Now it doesn't really matter because you can find it on streaming. Like it, they had it on Shutter, but I. I think Shudder had it. If not, like, Amazon Prime or something has it now. But it never had an official release. Like, they hyped that movie like it was coming out in theaters. And then, like, five years later, they never put it out. And then hyped, like, a DVD. And then that didn't come out. And then it finally came out. And, like, it had this weird, like, truncated release where it was supposed to be a theatrical film. But went briefly to DVD, fell out of print, and then it was a streaming film. But yeah, it's it's a bizarre thing. It's not really that great of a movie, but it's good enough that it... I mean, this was like the time that... What was that? Like The Devil Inside and the, all those like possession-type films came out. So Tell me, Craig. <laughs> tell me all about it. Well, I mean, it just would have been like good to have some... Like, this was a weird like docu- or mockumentary about like a serial killer. I'm sorry to go so far down this Poughkeepsie tapes hole, but uh, no, it was about like a, a serial killer, and that would have been like a welcome type uh, uh, foray for a genre at that time that was like nothing but uh, exorcism films, possession films, and PG-13 things. And so I, I don't know why that had such a, like the softest release I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Where like was it? Is it even really out, or have I just seen it? Like I've watched it on YouTube, leaked. <laughs> <laughs> like that's where I saw it. Hold on. Uh, did y'all see anything for that movie or that TV show? Uh, Kevin can fuck himself. <laughs> no. <laughs> it came out like uh, a few weeks ago. Um, it's Annie Murphy from Shit's Creek. 
mm-hmm. and they they uh it's like she's a sitcom wife and people are pissed saying that it's too much like WandaVision, but I tapped out on WandaVision a few episodes in. So I don't know if it is or not, but she's basically a sitcom wife where it's like, you know, the the husband just constantly fucking up, but then she's like, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. Like it goes like to sing from a traditional sitcom to like single camera and all gritty. And she's like, I'm going to fucking murder him. Fuck him. He treats me like shit. <laughs> and like, like, so uh, it looks bizarre. Looks like a, a crazy type film or TV show. Yeah, it's a TV show on AMC. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. What was it called again? Kevin can fuck himself. <laughs> it sounds like the an episode of that Room 104 or similar kind of thing going on. Oh, really? Breaking the fourth wall in a sitcom. Realizing you're in a sitcom. <clears throat> that kind of Room 104. Wasn't that that was the anthology show on HBO, right? Yeah. Was that show good? I watched one episode. It had, at the beginning, it had definitely more peaks than valleys, but towards the end, it just, it, um, it just kind of fell off. I mean, I don't know, it just, it, because every episode is a, a director, so some famous directors have done an episode, but then they just gave it to any, anybody with a, has a commercial credit or something. Oh, yeah. I mean... Here's the guy that did three Mountain Dew commercials. <laughs> it's just extreme. Well, I mean, that's kind of like how, you know, Masters of Horror was. It had like a few, like some of them were really, really like, you know, well known in the industry forever horror directors. And some of them were like more up and coming. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Or had a couple of things under their belt. Just a, the show had a really cool concept. I mean, here's a hotel room. This is all you get. What can you come up with? Yeah. And they made three seasons of it. So, From what I understand, and now I know, Troy, This, unless you've read Womb by Duncan Ralston, it, it probably won't matter. But <clears throat> Womb, uh, he was talking at one time about doing, you know, multiple Wombs. Um, about just different stories at the Lonely Hotel. That would be mm. cool if they all stayed as jacked up as his womb. Uh, that'll be something. Um, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah, it's pretty jacked up. It is pretty jacked up. <laughs> it's the one book. Uh, normally, I don't recommend it. it like jacked up books to everyone but that's my go-to like if if you could recommend one book to me what would you recommend <laughs> Boom by duncan ralston uh, i think it's a masterpiece but it's so jacked up um so, and then that that really weeds out who your real friends are <laughs> you know? i mean yeah you know there's a chance they'll never talk to you again after that recommendation yeah oh wow this is a game changer <laughs> It's it's one of the few books on here that have gotten five out of fives, and it's real jacked up. I mean, I don't know how to like even the. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with. Uh, there's an author Matt Shaw who's like a uh, extreme author, and he writes 
very, very jacked up books. But the pull quote on Womb is just like, this book is seriously messed up. Match up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Well, uh, do you... Want- well, I, have, I have one more quick thing. Uh-huh. Okay. So, uh, Fred Decker, the yes. director of Monster Squad. Did you hear about this? No. Um, has said that in uh, like a year and a half or so, um, he and Shane Black get the rights to Monster Squad back. Uh-huh. And they've been talking about doing a series. A series? Yes. Because he said at one point they were going to do a, a sequel mm-hmm. and do it like, um, you know, they did the Universal Monsters do like, uh, like 50s style atomic monsters. Right. Oh, that would be awesome. But he said that's what they were going to do originally for the sequel. But now, since they're going to have the rights back to it, um, they're thinking about doing a series. Huh. A Monster Squad series. That'd be interesting because we could really get into full detail um, why and how the Wolfman has Nard. (laughs) I've been really wondering that. So it'd be good. Like that. Yeah, I, uh, I... I don't know. I mean, like, I'm I'm all in if they do anything. I think actually what would be kind of cool, I don't know if it, that would be cool after all, but I was thinking, like, what if it was them grown up reuniting the Monster Squad? But, so, um, it? yeah. Yeah, that's immediately, like, yeah. Um But, I mean, like, okay, Stranger Things, like, it. <laughs> like, you know what I'm they're saying? They're not, they're, they yeah, but I mean, they're just little kids yeah. still in Stranger Things. Well, uh, either way, what I'm saying is 30 years has passed, so they're going to have to recast yeah. everybody. So, like, I they mean, could either it would do probably that just or... be a whole new, it would probably be a whole different Monster Squad. <laughs> no, I had one more quick thing. What, um, what one horror film that's coming out this year that you know of that you're excited for? Okay. It's coming out this year? <laughs> Uh, well, just, I, I will say that I was the most excited for one <clears throat> that just dropped on Shutter on Thursday, and I haven't seen yet, uh, The Dark and the Wicked. But I'm not sure. Um, I was going to watch it Friday, and then I fell asleep. I had to, it's one that I definitely don't want my kids walking in on. Um <laughs> So I, I waited till they went to sleep and then I fell asleep immediately. But yeah, I plan on watching <laughs> that tonight. <laughs> it's got Polly Shore in it, doesn't it? You don't want to have to see. <laughs> no, no, it's supposedly just super jacked up. But that's the film that I've been the most excited to check out, only because I keep hearing people being like, "Whoa!" It, like it, it's not reinventing the wheel, but it's pretty, pretty damn scary. And so I'm, I'm game for some something actually that's scary because I haven't seen a, a film in a long time that's been actually scary. Um mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. what do, I I uh well the the one movie it was supposed to, I guess it's supposed to come out last year, but it's a big feature film, but it just looks like it's got uh, a lot of potential and hype and that's that antlers. Oh so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that looks like a Wendigo movie, right? Looks good. Yeah, I don't know. I just kept seeing yeah, the title. Yeah, I was excited about seeing that. Uh, 
Um, Brian, what you got? Let's see, what? I don't know. Uh, maybe see see what they do with Candyman. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, yeah the, that, um, because the original Candyman was great, you know, yeah. and I don't know. It's it, you know, I've I've liked to. I know he's not directing it, but I've liked everything that like Jordan Peele has done. You know, he's got his hand in that. So, it's big point that they're that. bringing the actor back to play Candyman. Yep, uh, the man. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be interesting uh, to see how that goes. Um, yeah, I forgot that's even. Is it come? I thought that's next year, right? Didn't they push it back a whole year? Or is this? Is the it year pushed that... back again? It's supposed to be like August. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm thinking it was supposed to come out last year and got pushed back to this year. I, I think it was supposed to come out last year. Yeah, everything's been a you know time blur. What? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, well, y'all want to get into the book first? Yeah, sure. All right. We'll be right back with our review of Brian Asman's Jailbroke. All right, we are back. We are talking Jailbroke by Brian Asman. And actually, this book just came out. Um, January 26th. Yeah, so so had we covered it when we uh, received our review copy, it would have been <laughs> like maybe even early. So this is a um, we're gonna skip the official synopsis and, because we don't want to give too much away from this book. Uh, it's a brand new book. Don't want to spoil it for anybody. Uh, but we'll just kind of go over a high level overview of it. Um. It's a futuristic uh, society hundreds of years into the future um, where there's an Elon Musk (laughs) or basically a uh, universe. Elon Musk is basically the Dalai Lama. Yeah. Yeah. Every time. uh, So he's a religious figure and every time he dies, he's reincarnated. (laughs) Yeah. But but that's just a very small side plot uh, or side note. This is, uh, it's funny because they saying like Musk helped me and stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 They, uh, they, uh, yeah, it, it, so anyway, they're on this spaceship. Um, what is was it the FedEx Amazon? Uh, yes. And it doesn't really say where they're going or why they're going or any of that, but that doesn't really matter because their robotic uh, artificial intelligence uh, uh, helpers and, and crew members on the, on the spaceship itself have gotten a taste for human blood. Or not even blood, just humans. And yeah. so when when the, when I first started reading this, I, I thought it was going to be like a robotic zombie apocalypse, uh-huh. right? Um, but it was more like like a, a robot like Wendigo type situation. Is, yeah, is what I felt like it was. Um, but yeah, go ahead, keep going. Well. Oh, oh no! I mean, that's basically it. I mean, it, it, it's. I, I felt it was more of a horror thriller, with some subtle comedy sort of in there. 
Yeah, I didn't. Re- I, I didn't really. I can see where where it could be like horror. I didn't really feel like this was horror. Uh, uh, it wasn't quite bizarro. I mean, I know he's a bizarro writer, so maybe it is bizarro. It, it had its but, moments. It had some bizarro ideas, I think, thrown in there. I mean, but it was. I think it was more of you know like a sort of a sci-fi almost comedy. You know, if you I mean, like, if you know, if you can get past the the whole like flesh eating robots part, you mm-hmm. know, I think it was it was more grounded in comedy than anything else. Because I mean, the main character was basically like you know Randall from Clerks. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. um, you, you know, it's yeah. like a slacker uh, food worker guy. Yeah, right? yeah, he. Did not seem to do anything. And every time it would talk about like his family lineage, they just sound like the laziest fucking people ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. I felt it was a very straightforward type book with some strange ideas with the setting, but pretty you know straightforward with uh, you know how the story was told, which was fine. Yeah, it was it was very dense, uh, it, it, not like thick as the book, but like you know, every sentence was kind of loaded with lots and lots and lots of of uh, you know references to mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. pop culture projections and stuff, and then it would be like very dense with uh, with a bunch of different references, and then like the, the, the next thing would be like you know like Warbot, you know like like something <laughs> that wasn't didn't really. Uh, you know, didn't require any sort of reference. It was just like a very to the point, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, thing. So I, I don't know. It, I like the tone of this. I really, really liked um, this. I, I'm interested to read a lot more of Brian Asman uh, because the tone of this couldn't be different from the only other thing of his that I've read that we covered on this episode or on this show. Uh, what was it? I'm not supposed to be here today. The Kevin Smith Kaiju, uh, book. Yeah. Um, they, they couldn't be any more different, but both of them were very unique experiences. Like this guy writes a certain way that isn't very common. And, it doesn't even seem to be like uniform with himself, you know, but again, I don't have, I only have those two touchstones uh, for reference, but, um, but yeah, I like how thick the references are in the, in this. Now I I will, I will say that for me, uh, this has been a super busy past few weeks. And for me though, the references, the forewarning is that all of the different references led to it not being as fast of a read as I was anticipating for only being like 104 pages or something like that. It took me a lot longer than the average 104 page book. <laughs> uh, but I, either way, I mean, it was, it was a very unique book and it almost kind of reminded me in places a lot uh, and it could just be robots, <laughs> but remember Robot Proletariat that we covered? Yes, it kind of reminded me of that. It, I guess in the sense that all the robots had, uh, you know, sentient like sentience, uh, and had gained kind of a level of disdain for humans. 
mm-hmm. um, which is a recurring theme in robot books, but still, it did remind me of robot robot proletariat. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, I I actually really liked it. Like going back to the to how dense it was. Like it was a lot of um, basically like world building. You know, like this. Even though this is probably a world that's never going to get revisited, maybe it will. I don't know his future plans, but it felt like an actual, real, fleshed out thing. Like everything, um, you, you know, even down to the fact that the spaceship they're on wasn't like human made and stuff. Everything was like explained and had details behind it. Um, like, there there was all these sort of um backstory to everything that most of which folded back into the actual story and became relevant again you know like there was uh, little throwaway lines that i don't want to really spoil that would come back to be um like pretty major plot points you know and and i think that was a, a really great way to um add like cohesion and um what's the word i'm looking for like i don't want to just say detail but you know like yeah like to this world you know it made it feel a lot more real um than just hey look here's some robots on spaceship yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so um I don't know. I, I I really really liked this book. Yeah. So yeah, I I agree. Um, Troy. Uh yes. Um, I uh, I had a I, I had a really good time reading this. I I read half of it and then I was like oh, I'm gonna leave the because re- I could have easily just finished it because I was just like really going through it. And yes, the dense details that the, the book gets into um it, it helps and hurts the book a little bit you know um because we know about the elon musk but i think it never i i wish that would have came of something if you know what i mean if you know what i'm talking about um, you know it's more of a reference of the setting than i i was thinking you know this was going to happen but it was it was never I guess they picked up some things that they never did come back to, but there are some interesting little, it has a lot of great ideas that I love. Uh, you know, um, I'm not spoiling, you know, it's like they mentioned the battery wars. Like yeah, that yeah. sounds like something uh, that may happen. It's like the battery wars. I don't know what that is, but it's quite interesting. And I like the details. I did feel like, you know, I was right there um, uh, in the ship, uh, there are, you know, when you're reading sometimes, you know, you're, you're putting a picture in your head of like what's happening. And there was, it, he did a very good job of helping us that though he didn't do so well in some things. Cause I didn't know what a, uh, God, he kept referencing that the, the Android replicas or whatever you want to call them as like essential adapter. Oh. I don't know what that was. But I just had to keep imagining what that was because it was used to murder people. So I'm like, okay, I think that's what that's going to look like in my head. Um, 
but you know, that's just small things. Overall, it, it was a very good read. Um, I think a lot of people will like it. It does have kind of a, a very interesting, shocking kind of ending thing. I think he needed something like that uh, to really like, you know, okay, that's okay. Now we're getting to the, to the good stuff. That's really fucked up. Um, but yeah, that's, um, I, I, I want to know what y'all thought of the ending, you know, without spoiling it, but I thought it was very <laughs> gross and, but shocking, but kind of fun. Uh, way it ended. <clears throat> I'm not 100% sure I know the part you're talking about. Um, just how they were able to overcome the big bad, or what? Uh, it re- I, I were, yes, with a tentacle. Uh, that's, I guess that's all I will use. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, it made sense. Yeah, it did. I was like, what? yeah. But I, I enjoyed it. But uh, that was that was fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it kind of almost reminded me of the trope about Ant Man and Thanos. <laughs> I think now people will be able to piece that together. Maybe. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The. Uh, um. <clears throat> yeah, that that was interesting. I think uh, another thing that we really need to note is that, you know, if, if anyone's thinking about taking a chance on this book, you know, go for it. Because if we've made it sound like this is like overloaded with so many references that it comes across as clinical or something like that, that's a lot of that's a lot of uh, what I don't like about, especially like harder sci-fi or something like that is when it's coming across so clinical, that's not really how this book is at all. It's almost like a layman, not like it's written bad or anything, but it's written like very, um, so casual, even though it's it's it's, not hard sci-fi at all. No, but what I'm saying is, you know how hard sci-fi like will bog you down with so much shit that you're like, Oh my God, just shut, shut up and tell the story. Right. Some of us are into that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know what you mean. The pacing was very good. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it dragged too much at all. Yeah, I I just feel like I don't want it to come off as like off putting that we we're saying that there's so many references. I just mean that it's like you said, it's a dense it's world like its world was fully built and it's dense with references. But it, it was easy to read, even though. It it wasn't as quick of a read for me as uh, as just a generic horror tale because the, you know there's so many references and things to process that it was like okay all right all right let me get get with you for a second but but I do think that uh, you know if you're put off like I am by a lot of harder sci-fi and being like just get to the damn point. Um, that's not at all any problem that I had with this book. Um, but anyway, I, I, uh, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I thought it was very, very uh, original for a story that kind of goes back to a lot of uh, tropes with, you know, technology gone awry. Um, I, robot. Yeah. I mean, I, I really liked it. Brian, what would you give it out out of five? Um, I I really really enjoyed this book. Like I tore through it because um, I I liked it so much. Uh, 
I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm teetering between like a solid four or even venturing onto four and a half. Like, I really, really liked this. So, yeah. Okay. We'll we'll go like solid four though. I also will go a solid four. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, I I just um I thought it was just a, a really well well done book. Um, and like you, I, I would not um be sad uh you know if they wrote other books in this world um troy what would you what do you think i would give this little slice of dense pie a solid four as well um it is a very good read and um it, it is hard to put down so i think that works in its favor and it's uh it's setting and the world building it makes does have you i think it has a really curious of what else is going on uh, in this universe. Um, now included with this is, uh, a short story called the universal universal language, which we won't even get into. Uh, but that I loved, (laughs) I thought it was one like four and a half out of five. I absolutely, I adored that one. I thought it was so funny and so relatable given that, that circumstance. Um, yeah, (laughs) it it was basically, uh, close encounters of the third kind, but gone like horribly wrong. You know, (laughs) you know, I never saw close encounters. Really? Yeah, I even have two VHS copies of it, but I've never seen it. Steven Spielberg is rolling around in his blankets right now. <laughs> He's rolling around in his dense, dense amounts of cash. Um, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> I just figured I would throw that tidbit in there that, uh, you know, the the short story, which even I was like, at the end, like, I don't know, am I going to read this or not? Podcast is coming up. I just finished it this morning. And so uh, I was like, eh, and I'm so happy I did. <laughs> I loved it. thought it was good. Very, very good. So good job. A lot, of, a lot of good current social commentary in there, too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, but... Uh, all right. Well, y'all want to get and in. and I will say, um, great use of footnotes. Footnote. Like, oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I was wondering how they're going to do that in paperback. I assume they'll just print it at the bottom of the page, yeah. you know. But, uh, but yeah, uh, I don't know about you, but my Kindle copy was annoying me with the with the footnotes because I'd click it and then. I am pretty sure it was literally my app wasn't saving the previous position. No, it, I, it did that to me a couple times too. Oh, really? And I was like, ah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, the footnotes were great. I loved the bare naked ladies song reference. Uh, <laughs> as soon as they said it, I was like, it's that song. And, and I clicked the footnote and it was like, yeah, I couldn't mention the song title, but it's, it's the one from big bang theory. But, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, all right, well, y'all want to get into Psycho Goreman? Yeah, let's do it. All right, we'll be right back. All right, we are back. We're talking Psycho Goreman, and uh, the synopsis of this film is intergalactic assassins converge on a small town after two siblings unwittingly resurrect an ancient alien overlord. Uh, To put it 
into that kind of a plot uh, summary completely uh, disregards how fucking bizarre this movie is. <laughs> yeah. To put it mildly, it's like this summer, what if reject Power Ranger villains come down to Earth? Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, this movie reminded me of like Power Rangers meets like Amblin Entertainment in general made by Troma. <laughs> Like if Troma was to make E.T., but instead of E.T., use uh, a a Cenobite with with Power Ranger villains. Yeah, and a little little a little John Connor Terminator Terminator, you know, kind of relationship. Yeah, because like the don't kill or whatever, or shoot him in the the way. You know, the way, uh, you know, taught him a line that he used at the end as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Break you. Break you. And this this actually was more in line. I was expecting, well, I knew it was going to be bizarre, but I was still expecting, uh, based on The Void, which was, you know, pretty much straightforward Lovecraftian type, uh, I was expecting this to be a little more. Yeah, I, I expected this to be a little more serious of a film. Uh, (laughs) I knew it wasn't going to be, but I still did because this guy, this director stepped away from like Astron six to do the void. And then now he's out on his own, but it's, it's now back in like Astron six type territory, uh, with like, I don't know. Uh, you know, there was Manborg and there was, uh, God, what was the other one? They did father's day. Um, uh, and basically just, Troma, where they've stretched the dollar in a way, much better way than Troma generally (laughs) does. Um, But, I mean, this movie... (laughs) I mean, hold on. Does Troma still uh, film on actual film? I think Lloyd finally gave gave it up. I'm not sure. Uh, Because that's like where half the budget went anyway. Yeah. (laughs) And he'd hire like the worst stunt people ever. And they're like, oh, it'll look better in post. You know, but he just never did. Uh, we only need one take. Everything, one take. Yeah. Get on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> quick, get everyone into frame. Um, uh, no, I... This movie, it was very enjoyable. And, you know, like I said earlier, how I was wanting something that's scary, you know, that I look forward to something that's actually scary. This was was not that. This was <laughs> pure comedy. Uh, now, it was varying levels of uh, slapstick shock. or shock or extremely dark comedy where <laughs> at points that was almost in- completely uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so good. Um I had a ball watching this. In fact, it was a $6 rental, uh, and I watched it the day that it it dropped on VOD, and I watched it twice in a row. I was like, all right, man, like this movie's so crazy. I I just wanted to get the most of my rental out of it. Um, So, so, so good. Uh, But, (laughs) all right, it starts off with something called Crazy Ball. Uh, Did did y'all like... (laughs) <laughs> were y'all like all in from the get-go of crazy ball <laughs> um i mean it reminded me a lot of calvin ball from calvin and Hobbes. oh yeah um, which is which is you know 
basically a reoccurring thing, Kevin and Hobbs, where like the rules are always different mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I did think it was a, a pretty good um, introduction to not only like who they were as characters, like Mimi and Luke, the two kids, but how characters acted in general in this movie. Um, because all of them were like totally okay with crazy, like when it hit, yeah. you know, like, um, you know, they, they, at one point they bring one of their friends to meet psycho Gorman and he's just like, okay, cool. <laughs> you know? And it's like, it's like an ultraviolet alien from across the galaxy. And he's like, I'll kill you. Okay, bye. Yeah, he's like, all right, see you later. (laughs) Or there's a montage where they're just doing things in town. The montage. Going around, having, like, you know, like the pretty woman style uh, dress up montage (laughs) and stuff. And nobody in the town cares. (laughs) You know, it's like. And and so I think it it was a great way to set up like just the tone of the world, you know, it's like how, how people in general acted about everything. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so in crazy ball, like in the opening, you know, he lost, so he had to dig a grave for her to bury him. In. Yeah. <laughs> and so it kind of shows you off the top also. Yeah. That they're, they're crazy and they're crazy with, or they're cool with crazy things, but also that the little girl is a sociopath. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like very much. So. And she's, you know, just like a, just like a, a little bitty girl, but she's like completely <laughs> out of her mind. Um, so yeah, I mean, the plot kind of is sim- similar to like the gate or something like that in the beginning, where where they find in the backyard a portal to hell, basically, or you know, other dimension. Well, it's like where they sent um, Psycho Gorman, right? Um, that like a uh, planet or whatever sending their dystopian ruler like to um, to another planet across the galaxy because he's too evil mm-hmm. is the exact plot of Savage Dragon. Oh, really? Book. Yeah. Huh. Except for he lands as a amnesiac and he doesn't know he's evil. And uh, you don't find that out to like 200 issues in. Oh, good job. Or 100 issues in. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was just going to read it. Um, <laughs> oh, you would hate up. <laughs> you would hate Savage Dragon because it is so like Savage? continuity intensive. It's so what continuity continuity int- intensive. I might like it then. Um, I don't know. Like you know, like most comic books, they'll reboot and stuff like that, right? Yeah, and that's why I hate this comics. Is, yeah, this has been going on, I think, for two hundred and fifty, sixty issues now, right? And it's been one continuity straight, and he ages in real time. Oh wow! Yeah, it's so been it's going been on going forever, on since, right? Like, yeah, what? it's since the nineties. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I love Savage Dragon. Okay, anyway, go on. <laughs> well, yeah, but like you said, this Psycho Goreman in the backyard, whereas the gate, it's portal to hell. But, um, but yeah, the uh, it, it, I don't know. It just it had so much of like homaging old horror films and old old films uh just in terms of tone and plot 
But <laughs> once they unearth the guy, I forget his name. Uh, his name was what something that they couldn't say. It would kill them to say or some shit like that. He didn't have a name, but they called but him like the Archduke of Nightmare. Duke of Nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so then they basically came up with Psycho Gore Man as his name, or PG for short, and. and uh, yeah, they, he's pretty much a Hellraiser demon, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, it, he, he's got very undefined power, and he seems to just be able to do whatever he wants whenever he wants to do it. Uh-huh. Um, but most of the time, that is just inflicting unspeakable pain on people. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, the, there was a a uh, robber that came in and he, or I guess just general thug type guy came in to, to rob him, presumably. I don't know. And he, yeah. And he basically made the guy's eyes go like circle in and out of his head while he was just frozen in, uh, eternal pain. Right. Yeah. Yeah, He's normal stuff. (laughs) My masterpiece. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I will say this would be a hard movie to just generally recommend to people, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like you've got a lot. You have to, you have to have maybe a certain sense of humor, right? You have to be okay with extreme gore, um, but if you like those sort of things. If you want to see an extremely violent E.T., right, then this is the movie you should watch. But Mm -hmm. on on the flip side, it's also... Don't say Mac and me. On the flip side, like, (laughs) (laughs) the gore... No, I was just going to say that the gore is so cartoonish that it's hard to take serious, too. Yeah. For the most part. There's there's a few that you're just like, ah, okay. (laughs) I don't know why... Tell me that this isn't a family film. This uh, might be the greatest family film of all time. It really brings together the family. Yeah, there's brains and blood everywhere, but you know what? My, I'm going to bring my family together, and we're going to watch it together. Oh, well, well, good for you. I'm gonna, I am going to shield my children from this film <laughs> as long as possible. <laughs> but but, but yeah. it is a family film. At its core, I, I guess, yeah, I love the dad character in in. Yes, <laughs> he was. <laughs> he may have been my favorite character in the movie. He was just uh, the worst, <laughs> just absolutely like the dumbest and, and worst. Uh, you know, gave like the worst advice ever. Um, yeah, yeah, and he was just weird. Like little comments that were low key, just hilarious. Um. <laughs> no, it, it, I, my favorite one, if I can say it, was like he, they were at the dinner table and they're like, "Well, you know, uh, what did you do today?" And they're like, "We played guns out in the woods." And he's like, "Back in the army, we played guns all the time. It was called the Iraq War." <laughs> <laughs> but we played for keeps. <laughs> 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 yeah, the, I don't know. I I really, really, I, I don't know. I, I don't know that I have enjoyed a movie 
I've seen better movies lately, but I don't know that I've enjoyed <laughs> a movie more uh, lately than I have uh, than I enjoyed this movie. Like it was low budget as hell. It was you know if you're not cool with low budgets, this isn't a good movie for you. And I realize that that's a loaded question because like certain things are low budget and you don't notice if they're dialogue heavy. This is. Uh, extremely low budget on special effects. And so you do definitely notice, you know, it's foam prosthetics and all sorts of things like that. Um, but I don't know. I it's, it's subversive as hell. It's funny. And it was a send up to all the movies. Well, not all, but a lot of movies that like informed my childhood, all the Amblin films and stuff like that. So I, I, I'm not gonna I mean, give it a five, but I'm gonna they give even it a dressed up Psycho Gorman as Doctor Grant from Jurassic Park. <laughs> that is true. Uh, he is just straight up Doctor Grant. <laughs> I I'm not gonna give it a five, but I'll give it a four and a half. I I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I was mean, four and a half all the way. I mean, it wasn't perfect. There were some parts that you know um, might get a little annoying. You know, especially if you're if, you know, there's some people that can only take so many like so much child acting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sometimes um, it can it can be a, a little much. Um, but there were a couple parts that were like maybe a little I don't want to say annoying, but like maybe a little grating, maybe on purpose. Um, but like most of it I'd say was fantastic. It was, you know, right up my alley as, as far as things I enjoy. Um, I'm going to go solid four and a half. Troy. Okay. Well, uh, I, <laughs> I didn't really get to talk about, but look, I, I would just say just briefly that um, the strength of this film is really reliant on the the, the little girl's acting. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have to get behind her and her psyche of just kind of being a little crazy ass little girl. And for the most part, there's more hits than misses with her. She's very strong in her performance. Mm-hmm. The little brother, he's you know not as good. Let's just say he's he's a little wooden in some parts, but that's you know that's beyond the point. The real is the relationship between uh, Psycho Gorman and the family. And, you know, there's a character arc there. And he does go, he does learn a lesson. And so does the family with the father and the mom. There's lessons to be learned. And there are some interesting little subplots with some, you know, characters we didn't even really mention in the other world. They're kind of overlooking this whole thing. And there's some funny little things with them as well uh, that I really like. And I think the ending... Designs. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. If it was slow budget, they used the budget mm-hmm. in the right ways. Because I yeah. didn't feel that it looked cheap, you know, except for, you know, a couple of parts. But for the most part, I think they used it quite well when we were taken to these other worlds. He's telling these fantastic stories about his horrible killings and all this <laughs> stuff. Um, I was fascinated with all that. I really did like that. 
Um, and the ending, I think, was perfect for the film. <laughs> it's just how I imagined uh, a perfect ending for everyone. Um, so, I, you know, I, I would say this is um, definitely a, a, at least a four, uh, if not a four and a half um, type of movie that you can definitely go back and rewatch um, and get a little bit. Because there's a lot of little details and a little spit, you know, I think that you can go back into this and, and enjoy again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it says the estimated budget is $1.5 million Canadian dollars. Well, uh, y'all, did either of y'all see Astron 6's Manborg? No. Okay. I didn't. Also, no. Well, it was, all right, same, Astron 6 did it, um... So that was the collective of his, uh, you know, that this guy was in previously. And I've never seen a movie stretch the dollar like that. It was a bizarre. Uh, I mean, they had fully built worlds and stuff like that. A thousand dollars. It was heavily CG. Uh, but yes, a thousand dollars. Do what? I had to call in favors. Oh, I'm sure. I mean- I mean, the void was low budget too, wasn't it? Yeah, but not, (laughs) not like that. I understand not a thousand dollars low budget, but let me see if I'm better real quick. But yeah, yeah, no, I mean, they did an amazing budgeting job on this. I think, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And Father's Day, Astron 6 did for Troma, and then they had this crazy. Fallout with trauma and all sorts of stuff, but they did that um, uh, for ten grand. These dudes know how to stretch dollars like very well. Um, but yeah, so anyway, but yeah, so good. Check it out. Um, I think that it hit Shutter in May. So if you want to wait till May, I I don't know that you need to drop everything. But for a six dollar rental, I've I've done worse with six bucks. I'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, with yeah. twice the budget of Hobo with the Shotgun. Let that sink in. Oh, I love Hobo with the Shotgun. <laughs> well, all right. Well, well, Troy, thanks for coming on. Uh, we will uh, we'll see you again in the future. And uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Brian. Good uh, fun. All right. Well, we'll see the audience. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks. Oh, hey, let's go ahead and commit to covering the dark and the wicked, um, and then we'll get in uh, the book. Basically, will be a surprise. But let's do the dark and the wicked <laughs> next week. All right. Okay. All right.